Welcome back to the Rally Report podcast. We got a guest that's been on high demand by the listeners. So glad she's agreed to jump on. And she's also been mentioned a couple times on the show already as an underrated player. But as the show does, we continue to have players who fly under the radar. And she most definitely is one of them. The number one player from Hong Kong and one of the top players in the college squash scene. Welcome, Simi Chan. How are you? Good. Thanks. How are you? Good, good. Um, we just went over about how your name is Johnson Yuk, but you prefer to be called Simi Chan. Is Simi your, actually just your, is it a nickname? Is it your name? How, how does that work? Uh, it's just my nickname because uh, because I think it's not easy for people to remember my full name and call, call me by my full name. Okay. <laughs> and, and you're content. You like your you like the name Simi? Uh just fine. It's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um are you are you bummed out that you aren't participating in the Hong Kong Open right now? How are you feeling as the tournament's going on? Uh yeah, I do want to play in the Hong Kong Open, but uh it's also not an easy time for me to go back to Hong Kong. Yeah, were you th- were you thinking of playing it or were you were like I that's way too far? Yeah, I did. I did think of playing it, but uh, I'm also playing in the Asian teams and the world teams, and uh, we also have got a Drexel's match uh, tomorrow. So, and the team needs you. Yeah. <laughs> have you Have you been following along, or not really? Oh uh, yeah, I do, I have been following along. I see. I've seen some of. The, some good results for the Hong Kong players. Oof, a lot of good results going in. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty cool court. Have you have you played on that court? Is that the main training center? Uh, that's not where we usually train, but I've played in on that court a few times before. We have uh we have had a few Hong Kong championships there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see, and that's a new update, right? With the the blue uh, yeah. glass and then the one because I, I remember back in the day it was like green like yeah yeah it's been built for a few years but hong kong hasn't been open for a few <laughs> years so yeah and i heard the regulations are still pretty pretty high there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and what what are your thoughts on the women's tour right now um who do you who do you rate highly is there a player you like watching and any any player who surprised you this season uh in the in the Hong Kong Open the Roos is uh yeah is playing quite well. Uh and Katie Malif also seems to be doing quite well. Uh, yeah. There are a couple uh, there are a couple that just came out of nowhere and I think it's good that we have, you know, yeah. tournaments in Hong Kong back back again and also tournaments in Australia. It's really good yeah. to see more exposure because I, I feel that there are a lot of players on the women's tour, especially in the 30 to 60 range, who are yeah. really fucking good, but they just do not have the opportunity to play. So it's, yeah. it's good to get it back. Um, also, Satomi Watanabe, wow, she yeah. is, she's really, really good. And I th- she's also been mentioned a couple times, but um, do, you have a, do you have a pick for who you think is going to win this? <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe Tanya El Halami. Is she your favorite player? Uh, <laughs> um, 
Not specially. Not... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll just leave it at that. But um, so correct correct me if I'm wrong, but this is only your sophomore season at Columbia. Yeah. Right, and you've already been juggling both the college scene and the PSA pretty uh, seriously. Yeah. And already up to 33 in the world and climbing pretty successful 2022 so far as it ends. Um, couple titles under the belt. I just wanted to ask, did you know coming into Columbia that you were going to have to do both the professional circuit and juggle college? Or is that a decision that you were going back and forth on? Uh, yeah, I would, uh, I, I've already decided to both before I came to Colombia and I was yeah I also thought New York is a pretty good place for me to do both so mm-hmm. yeah and what, what has been the most difficult adjustments that you think since since moving out uh I think it's the academics part mostly it's a lot because <laughs> I I also had a gap year before I came so it's mm-hmm. uh big change well I w- i'm sure everyone would love to hear the story behind this but it's not often you see top players from asia especially from hong kong to make the overseas to the csa yeah. but wanted to ask you about that journey why why columbia i know you had a very strong junior career and also i didn't i did know that you'd had that gap year coming before coming in but just, yeah want to hear your story why why not go straight professional but take the college squash route yeah, uh, I just, I just wanted, uh, so I've been thinking about going pro since I was very young. Uh, uh, not all the time, but, <laughs> but most of the time. Uh, uh, so, so even in my junior career, I, I was always thinking about squash and, and, uh, so I, so when I uh uh when I was grade eleven or grade twelve, I also I also wanted some exposure uh out, outside of squash, but also but I also still want to play squash, and I think and I uh I also saw uh some college players like like Victor and Yusuf Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. They are doing quite well on the tour, and yeah. And then I started thinking of this, thinking about this opportunity, and uh, and and I think playing on the playing in the C, uh, college squash is also a good experience. And so far, I I don't regret this decision. And not yet, not yet. Maybe later. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Is it, so how did, how did this work? So did they, you were just thinking around your junior, senior year of high school being like, mm, maybe I should start applying or did you, did they reach out to you? Were there other schools in mind that you thought of as well that you considered? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I did think about, uh, Harvard, Princeton and, Ten, good schools. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. And what had uh, Columbia over the edge? Uh, 
uh, Colombia. Uh, at first, I was quite scared of Colombia's core <laughs> curriculum, actually, uh, uh-huh. because uh, I I heard there is a lot of readings. And, oh God! Uh, and I I didn't used to read much, and <laughs> so <laughs> so I was actually quite scared. But I also thought this would be a great step for me uh, mm. to make a little changes and also get more exposure on the cultural side like the music and literature stuff yeah and and it's also in new york so i thought it would be that would be yeah i think uh if i want some experience new york would be the greatest greatest place for me Mm -hmm. and yeah squash wise it's also good so is is this the first time you've moved overseas since being in Hong Kong? Uh, yeah, yeah. So what what would you say has been the biggest uh, cultural adjustment you've made since moving to New York? Uh, I think it's just the uh first thing is the is the COVID difference. <laughs> oh, how they treat it? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and also, um, I think people in Hong Kong tend to be more quiet, and people are way too loud here. No, not uh, sometimes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but but people encourage you to speak up more here, and mm. yeah, and I think this is good for me too. And so how how would how are you feeling about this season compared to last? Um seems like you've have made that adjustment, but in terms of training, in terms of squash wise, what what has been the biggest adjustment there that you've made since moving from Hong Kong? Uh uh uh-huh. I think yeah I in Hong Kong, I focus more on the intensity uh, because it was during the summer, so it was summer training. Uh, we, uh, I want, I try to get fitter uh, most of the time. And in here, and before I came here, I, uh, I discussed with my coaches to talk uh, about uh about what i'm gonna work on in this season mm. and what i want to improve and then i just and then i focus more on those areas uh here most most of them are on court yeah and how are you how are you fe- how are you feeling about this entire i mean i i just realized we're in december now so it's like the year's closing out how, how have you felt about this past season have you had a chance to reflect on it I know you guys have the Asia team coming up for the women's side, but how would you rate your season? Um, I think it's uh, it's been going pretty well. Uh, uh, I I've played quite well on most of my matches. I think part of the reason uh, is because uh, I played in some big tournaments so I was playing against top players so I didn't really have much pressure uh, 
yeah. Uh, but I was, I also played against Rachel Arnold in the Asian teams. She is, she is, uh, her, she ranks higher than me, but, but we all know that, uh, all three of the matches matter mm-hmm. in, yeah, in the final and, and I, and I also performed pretty well and won, so, so I'm pretty Would you happy. say that result over Rachel has been your best result of the season? Or which, which result would you rate as your proudest moment? Uh, I think Rachel's, uh, Rachel's match was the best one. And how about, how about the most disappointing, disappointing loss you've had this season? Disappointing. Uh, uh, I I played in the Oracle Nest Nest Suite and the uh, and the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. I think I think the loss in the U.S. Open was more disappointing. <laughs> uh, uh. I played against S.J. In, uh on the second round and I lost. I yeah, I you think thought you could I, her. <laughs> I think I I had a I had a chance. I might not have won, but I I felt like I was playing pretty well at first, but then I started rushing and and I and I couldn't adjust uh, adjust even though I knew that I was rushing and yeah, and so it was. Did you have a coach uh, for that tournament? For these tournaments, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who's been your coach? Uh, Peter Jennifer. So, speaking of CSA and Columbia, I'd be remiss not to mention another A caliber player on your team with Farida Mohammed. But I just want to hear what the dynamics been like. Um, was having her on the team a huge uh, factor of you wanting to come to the team? Um, how do you also balance both being both teammates and competitors at the same time? Yeah, uh, she was one of the reasons why I came to Colombia because. No way. Yeah. Yeah, obviously she is a top player, and uh, yeah, so I thought it would be good to have her as my sparring partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, we we pra- we practiced quite a lot last year. Uh. But we also we haven't got a lot of chance to play against each other on the tour, so um, I see. Not, how, really how, how do that. how do the challenge matches go on for the latter? How does how do those go? <laughs> uh, we played we played twice last year. I I won one and I lost one, and I won one at the beginning of the season, and then I lost one in. I think January. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So then I started playing number two, and this year we, so far we have had one. Uh, I I won that, but not sure about uh how it will go ne- later. Okay, that's sounds like there's a, a bit of rivalry going on in within the teams, but yeah, <laughs> and do do you like that balance of having someone like? I mean, I know you were, that was, she was one of the reasons why you came, but is that something that you do enjoy having someone like her in practice nowadays, or it doesn't really matter for you? Like you have your own training set anyway. Uh, 
I think I think having a competitor or not on the team doesn't really matter to me. Mm. I just uh yeah, I just work on whatever I'm trying to work on and try to get uh more intensity from from the guys and from some top players as well sometimes and uh yeah I yeah I don't really I don't really want to try to compare myself with someone mm. uh at practice because I think I think that's just not as important uh at uh at the time I, see. I think yeah um so so you are committed to going professional it seems like you that's something that you've made up your mind on and yeah. want to hear are you deciding to go back to hong kong or are you kind of open-minded what do you say at the moment of where you think your career is gonna uh i'm i'm gonna go back to hong kong uh yeah because even though i'm here my coaches in hong kong and yeah they are they are so they are still supporting me. They are, they are working with me. They, they sometimes look at my match videos and give mm. me feedbacks. And uh, even on the fitness side, they help me a lot. So, yeah, they, yeah, they have good support for me. And yeah, I, I would want to go back to Hong Kong to work with them and also play for them. Awesome, yeah, yeah. And, and is, how is how is the squash scene in Hong Kong? Is it is it getting uh, bigger at, recently? I mean, it's, I know uh, you guys. It's had some big names in the over the years, but yeah, I just wanted to hear from you. Uh, I think, I think there um there will be, I think there are more juniors right now, and some of them are also. I think they are also promoting it quite well. One of the squash players from Hong Kong is also opening a YouTube channel to promote squash. No way. Uh, so like yeah. vlog, vlog stuff? What, what kind of? Yeah, vlog. Yeah. He... Is that something that you'd ever entertain? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's entertaining, but I'm, uh, I don't think I'm capable of doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. But yeah, tell, do you know what what the your uh what the gist of this YouTube channel is going to be? Uh, I think he's got quite a lot of quite a lot of followers. Oh, already? Yeah, especially with some good results from the Hong Kong squash players recently. Hmm. I see. Well, I, I had no idea which which player is is this. He is the new player, Andy Sling. Okay. Well, shout out to him for doing that. I'll definitely check it out right after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, so Simi, I, I wanted to ask you, this might be the, the, the biggest question of the podcast here. I don't know how you're going to answer this. but um, So I'm aware of what happened here. I think a lot of people are curious about what happened at Nationals last year for the uh, Columbia women's team. Um, seems there was a bit of a trauma as... You can already see a reaction to uh, what was going on amongst the team internally. And to paint the picture for the audience who probably has no idea what the hell I'm talking about right now. So I think you guys had a round one exit, which was kind of an upset something. 
And then from then on, something went wrong. And I don't want to speculate and want to go straight to the source. But could you give us a little bit of an insight on what had happened internally? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, we we lost to Yale in our first round. Uh, uh, Which was not supposed to happen? Or would you say that, that was a toss-up of a matchup? Uh, we... We performed really well in January, and we got a six-three one. Uh, so it was quite disappointing for us, and uh, and yeah, and Habiba was also sick at that time, and but she she fought hard and she won in five at her match, and yeah. And then, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can't say much about this situation. <laughs> yeah. I see. All right. Well, then, why don't what has has it been fully resolved? Are you guys looking much better this year as a team internally? Yeah, yeah, we are. We are looking much better today, uh, this year. Um, we we don't we don't really have any drama this year, and I say, and yeah, we are getting along well, and not <laughs> we have had one match only, and I think I it's think it'll go good things well. ahead. I yeah. say, guys, if anything, this is this has made it more entertaining that Simi kind of refused to answer the question. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, what, hopefully one day it does get revealed what truly happened inside that locker room after that round one exit against Yale. <laughs> but I um, also wanted to ask why you didn't participate in the individuals tournament. And for those of you who do not know what that is, um, the college squash team competes year long as a team with a ladder of your team. And then to wrap up the season, there's a tournament to play out who is the best individual squash player. And this was the tournament. And, I remember I was pretty pumped to see how that would play out, especially with how the quality is so high, especially on the woman's side on the top. But yeah, what 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 happened there? Yeah, I I do want to play in the individual event as well, but last year was uh but uh the Asian games was supposed to be in this in September this year, but it mm-hmm. got postponed. So the selection period, uh, so last year was the selection period for the Asian Games. So I, and I only, I only started my, only started playing in PSA tournaments after I came to the US. So my rank, so I had to get my rankings up, get my oh. ranking up to get into the, to the Asian Games and yeah, and there was uh uh 20k tournament in Calgary, uh that clashes with the individual events. So I just I chose to go to the PSA. And so, would you say you are 100 percent participating in this year's one? Uh, uh, 100 percent is too high well, of a number. Yeah, 100 percent is a bit high, but for now, I'm think uh. For now, I'm thinking about playing. And do you think you have a real shot at winning winning that tournament? 
Flash, Hi. who do you rate as your the toughest opponents? Uh, it will definitely be Farida. Farida. <laughs> to to be quite honest, I, I've all, I've wanted to ask: Do you? How do you feel about the CSA? And do you feel like it's much of a challenge to you? Because I was looking through your record last season, and you were pretty much undefeated with only one loss against Siva. But I mean, everyone knows how good Siva is. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was just curious how you felt about the CSA. Like, is it really a competition for you? Like, how do how do you even continue to be motivated? Uh, I think. Uh... I think uh, there are quite there are quite a lot of PSA players on the on the college squash as well. So sometimes you get to play against them, like like Siva and like Marina. They mm-hmm. are they are tough opponents, and sometimes we also play against uh, players that I don't I I didn't used to know them, but they are quite good, and I think. I think those are good. Those are good for us as well. And the most, uh, but I think the best thing about college squash is just the atmosphere there. Everyone cheering for each other. Yeah. Yeah, you really don't get that anywhere else, even on the professional stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, uh, Sammy, I'm going to move on to. The quick fire segment, and we're gonna start off by doing the building the perfect player. Um, the only caveat here is that you can only use active players on tour right now, and there's absolutely no shame in choosing yourself for any of these questions. Yeah, we're gonna start off with best best forehand in the game. Uh, uh, what do you say? It's yours. No, it's not mine. <laughs> uh. I uh, don't know. Uh, oh, no. This is not <laughs> quick. <laughs> it is uh, not quick right now. <laughs> it's very slow. I have to call this the slow fire segment here. I think it's, it will be a left hander, but I can't, I can't think of. You know, we'll just we'll just say Simi Simi has the best forehand because she anytime she refuses to answer, it is Simi Chan um, with the best forehand in the game. How about do you, how about do you have an answer for her best backhand? Best backhand. Uh, 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 Hania. Hania. Just Amanda Sobe not the best forehand in the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> just realized she's a <laughs> big time left handed player. But I guess she she didn't want to answer. I had to answer for her, so I guess no, to I Simi. No, Amanda was the one in my head. For sure. I don't believe you, but <laughs> uh, check. Uh, how about best best movement? Oh, best movement is definitely Hania. Wow. And how about best mental game? Uh, Shopini. Nice. So those were a bit quicker. Those were actually very quick. I don't know. Compared to the first question, but moving on, um, do you think do you have a favorite ref on tour? Ref, uh, no, I, no, they're all bad. You don't no. like any of them. No, Someone's I said, not good. 
some of it. What do you, what do you think about the refing situation for the past like year or two? Because I know there's been a lot of controversy behind it. A lot of people complaining. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, referees at the at the later rounds of bigger tournaments would be better, and mm. but some of them in the challenging challenges to and uh, sometimes even first few rounds of the big tournaments are not really as good. Some. Yeah, there would be some ridiculous let's drug <laughs> decisions and and sometimes just even wrong call of pickups. Mm. And yeah, that is uh, sometimes quite annoying. Sounds like you're very annoyed by it. <laughs> <laughs> but how about how about best dressed player on a tour? Uh Hania, I think. A lot of Hania for a lot of these answers, even though she is not her favorite player. Um, <laughs> Amanda about... is my favorite player. <laughs> oh, Amanda Sobe? Yeah. Wow, okay. And couldn't think of her for best forehand. Wild. <laughs> um, how about worst, worst dress player on tour? Uh, me. Oh, that's <laughs> a cop-out. That's a cop-out. There's got to be more than that. Or someone else. No, just myself. Okay. Well, well, and is there anyone you would like to see in the commentators' booth amongst the squash community? Uh, uh, my coach. Your coach. Funny, funny, funny coach. Yeah. I see. Um, and. So the next question, I, I know I've read an interview that you do love playing doubles. Um, if you were to be competing in doubles, who would you want as your partner for both mixed and also not mixed? Uh, Hong Kong or international? It could be Hong Kong. It's whatever your favorite partner, your dream partner. Uh, it will be Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> She's also a left-hander. So. so it worked perfectly for you. Yeah. Um, I see. For mixed doubles, uh, I I would say Yip. Uh, he he has just retired. Who's so it? I would say Yip Chifong from Hong Kong. Oh yeah. I, didn't I know did play a few times with him. Uh, at the at the doubles practice. Back in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Is, do you play a lot of doubles in Hong Kong? Is it, is it no, practice? No. no. Only a few times. I see. And what are your thoughts on nicknames? And what do you think your nickname should be? Uh, I can't think of any. But most you, of the commentators have mentioned that. Uh, about my shoulders shaking during uh, between Ronnie's and also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait! I actually did not know this. What What is the backstory? So you shake your shoulders in between points? No, it's just uh, some very relaxed movements between Ronnie's. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So and I, they called you out for it. 
Yeah, many of them did. And uh, some of them, some of them also, as actually one of my teammates told me, some of them, almost all the matches, the commentators say I hit myself on my face. So like oh, I no. always do this after I Tina shots or something. <laughs> uh, they have not been kind to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <With all> your... <laughs> Hopefully this puts them on the radar for it. Um, so is coaching post-career something that you entertain or no? No. Not for you? No. Okay. All right. Two more juicy questions. Most underrated player on tour right now. Uh, Amina Ovi. The the young, yeah. sixteen, seventeen. I don't know. Super young. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's scary good. She might be fourteen. She's oh wow! I did get that wrong. I'm not very sure. She yeah. might be. That's a good pick. That's a very good pick, actually. How about most <laughs> overrated player on tour? Overrated. Uh, so we do not worry. No one listens to this podcast. They'll never know. <laughs> uh, I saw some of them appeared on the non-context PSA Instagram page. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? You uh, were thinking of? What's your name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, she, you definitely had. You definitely had a couple names. If he cited the no context PSA. No. Okay. Well, we'll get it out of her post after this recording and I'll let the audience know, but <laughs> about who do you have it to win it all for the college season this year? Uh, 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 myself. Nice. That's a good answer. <laughs> The, uh, actually wanted to go back to the overrated question. Is there a player that you do not like playing in terms of like style clashing? Uh, can't can't really think of one right now. Uh, oh, they're they're all game. You you can take them all. No one's. I'll take them all. I don't like I don't like I don't like blocking, but ooh. But I can't think of any now, right now. There's some good, there's some big blockers out there, right? Yeah, but I also haven't played a lot of them. <laughs> Is there one that you're afraid to play that you think, wow, that person blocks a lot? Uh, uh, not yet, although I've heard of some. Who who have you heard of? No. Fill us in. Fill us in. No. God, Timmy is not giving up anything right now, but <laughs> <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. She's uh, she's giving me a hard time with the quick fire segment. First off, making it slow, and secondly, she's not giving me the answers. <laughs> but it's okay. We're gonna move on to the uh, life related ones. So, if you're shipwrecked on an island, all your basics recovered. What are the two things you bring with you? So bring one with me. What are the two things you want to bring with you if you're shipwrecked on an island? Uh, uh, 
a bed and and food. Okay, those are covered. Like the basics are covered. <laughs> you have all that. Uh, uh, my phone. My. <laughs> oh, so very. And what? Oh, they covered. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So very, very simple. Um, how about best and worst purchase you've ever made? Uh, I don't make a lot of purchases. You just don't buy anything. <laughs> I don't buy a lot. Uh... <laughs> Guys, the quick fire worst? segment just gets quicker and quicker here. <laughs> best purchase is some, some dress that I plan to use. I plan to use, but I've never used it. No, no formals happening around Colombia. <laughs> there is, but I, I decided to wear some other dresses other than those that I bought. So, so I guess that's the worst them. purchase. Yeah, <laughs> best and worst pur- purchase. Um, so wait, let's wrap it up. Any the biggest pet peeves you have? Uh, um. Maybe having a very loud roommate. Oh, is that a call out to your current roommate right now? No, my roommate doesn't always live with me, so I can say it. Uh, so not 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 this year, definitely. Sounds like that's a personal some issues last year. Uh, no. <laughs> Considering we're only going off of two years right now with freshman year and no, sophomore. I used to have some roommates as well. Okay. Um, how about do you have any on court pet peeves? Um, uh, fishing. Ooh, fishing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of players do that. Yeah, <laughs> not going to comment on who they are, but I don't know. Could, could be one of your teammates. But we're going to wrap it up there, folks. <laughs> um. Thank you, Semi, for hopping on. I appreciate it. And, you know, maybe next time we'll have her on, hopefully again, if she doesn't mind. And maybe we can get the deep tea on what really happened in that locker room <laughs> next time I have her on. <laughs> but thank you, Semi. appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hopefully you won't get any answer from that. For that.